millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, I'm Charlotte Jacqueline. And I'm Liv Purvis. And welcome to our podcast. Or podcast, as Charlotte just said in our first introduction. (laughs) What is our podcast called, Liv? It's going to be called The Fringe of It. Do you want to explain why it's called The Fringe of It? Because we both have fringes. And it sounds a bit like The Thick of It. Yeah, but don't sue us. No, (laughs) don't sue me. (laughs) This is... I can't believe we're here actually recording it that's a bit strange actually the microphone and the spit guard <laughs> charlotte was insistent we got <laughs> insistent we got a spit guard it looks very professional it, it feels like i'm in a recording studio we are. we are in a recording studio we have got a massive team around us but yeah we are in my spare room we're in the office it's very messy very unglamorous, actually, but we've been talking about doing this for a really long time. How long? I think after we did the first video, so it was about over a year ago, we did a video together on YouTube, if you're not familiar with it, which is where we kind of ignited the uh, conversational chatty... Just our style of chatting. Yeah, we just, we love having a nutter, and we did that, and a lot of people were like, oh, it's really good, and I think around that time, there were a lot of podcasts coming out. I was trying not to reference Dolly Alderton too, too soon, but it's, <laughs> um, how, how many minutes in are we? One. <laughs> when I did the girls' club at Hackney Walk last year, Dolly came to speak with Emma Gannon and Sarah Tasker. I'm just name dropping now. Oh, look at you. I know. Got friends, have we? Yeah, yeah, got loads of them. And uh, <laughs> Dolly said something that I say to myself quite a lot, and actually Jack says, remember what Dolly said. And that's because just because one woman is doing something doesn't mean that's the only woman that can do that thing. I think that's so cool. Because I think that's the thing, like you kind of expect with something like podcasting, you think, oh, we'll wait until it kind of dies down or becomes a bit less cool because it's so popular you kind of think oh I can't really jump on it because people think I'm copying or but actually it's a really cool thing to do it's like blogging like I'd never kind of judge someone else for doing something cool that I've already been doing for a while so basically it's taken <laughs> us a year to pluck up the courage to do this and here we are we did try doing this last week but we literally just chatted actually we spent most of the day on our press shots oh yeah with joe against the, <laughs> the newly pink wall which we've painted not to be a parody of myself just yet but we thought yeah let's take some photos and that took probably about four hours yeah by the time it came to recording the podcast we were Pretty exhausted. I know, I had no chat left. So what we've done today is Liv literally jetted in from the Cotswolds because that's how fancy she is. I've got my helicopter pad. Yeah, and um, we've tried not to speak to each other because we do this. We have a a pre-catch-up. We did it when we did our YouTube anniversary video. Yeah. And we had such an intense catch-up before we did the video that... There was nothing left to say. (laughs) 
There was nothing. We squeezed it out. I know. That's a, and I do want to. I need to try and be careful of this, like, like not to interrupt you because I'm a real interrupter. Yeah. We tried to say how, what do we want our podcast to be like, and I said just as long as we don't come over as hysterical. <laughs> well, who said somebody said we had chemistry? I know. So this is us exercising that chemistry <laughs> on a larger platform. So. You're welcome. <laughs> so this is the pilot episode, which was very American. I hope we don't get cancelled. Fingers crossed. We'll yeah, see how we go. Hopefully Maggie likes it. She's, she's going to give me some feedback when we leave. <laughs> this is the first one, but every other week we're going to be doing a catch-up, and then we're going to be talking about the things that are new this week, whether that's shopping, films we've seen, TV recommendations, just like a really chilled friendly natter. I love nattering. I'd actually put that in my hobbies on my CV if I thought it was going to help me get employed. (laughs) Every other week we're also going to tap into a topic very casual, quite candid, not too deep, whether that's friendships, money, hormones, periods, stuff like that, you know, the the stuff that we're all... all You could say the stuff that's under the fringe of it. So this week, what have you been up to? Well, I've been in the Cotswolds, which was delightful. Was it freezing? It was really cold. I mean, it was quite balmy compared to Finland last week. <sighs> yeah, you've been, all, you've been all over the place. Quite the jet setter. That was minus 30, which was cold. It was. What do you even do in minus 30? No, no, it wasn't windy, though, which I do think the wind has a lot to answer for. Jack! I talk about my boyfriend a lot, I'm sorry. You know, I am a, a new parent, so he's pretty much the only other person I have conversation with. He said there is a distinct difference between wind and the cold, and I really need to learn the difference. 100%. I mean, I felt cold when I was in the Cotswolds, and it was probably about zero. Minus 30, it's just cold. It's like opening an oven and getting the hot heat without any wind. Opening an up. oven? Opening an oven. Like, when you open your oven, get your pizza out. Not opening a freezer? Oh, yeah, but, like, reverse. I was, <laughs> I was with you. I was so with you. <laughs> the look of just, like, oh, we've lost her already. Yeah, this is going swimmingly. Um, it's like opening the freezer and it's just that cold, like, all-encompassing feeling, which, it was a lot. It was a lot to take, but I feel like a stronger person from it. I don't even want to leave the house. Um, at the moment never mind about jettisoning off to Finland but I can recommend M&S for their thermals they've got like these fleecy lined thermal tops and leggings I have those oh they're heavenly I wear them in my house because I have single glazing because um I have what what's a period property yeah period property it's listed and uh, it's bloody freezing where have I been where have you been doing not a lot I've just been in Margate not that interesting really any good tv you've seen I know you're quite hot on it first dates hotel so it's all I want to talk about it's so good I want to go on first dates just to see if I have a better match than (laughs) (laughs) sorry Jack I said it's so good it is really i feel like their pairings are so accurate i'm like i want to see the questions that they interview people i'm like how how do know other dating show like when i what other dating show was i used to watch all the time i can't remember what it was was like the dating in the dark i just watched a lot of dating shows but i feel like this is the most spot on yeah because the thing is they must get a high caliber of entries because they have so many matches Mm. so therefore more people who wouldn't go on dating show normally would want to go on there I'm invested in the matches because other dating shows used to be so bad with the matches that it was kind of the point of watching it 
was to kind of laugh at how bad they are. Yeah, whereas I am invested. I want so invested. I want films. I want babies. They've had they've had babies and weddings, haven't they? I know, it's so good. And um, so, so yeah, I've been watching First Dates Hotel and not much else. I actually I'm gonna chip in right here. I watched Call Me By Your Name, which I actually watched a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still talking about it and still encouraging everyone I know to watch it. What channel is it on? It's a film and it's <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> so it's a film and it's been Everywhere and it's starring Army Hamer and Timothy. I think it's Chalamet. I can never remember his surname exactly. I'm not going to help you out on pronunciation. No, but it's such an amazing film and it's really it's a very simple love story. But be- this is coming back to me now. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. It's got a great soundtrack and it's just amazing. But I feel like I can't talk about it too much without your you've seen it well, well, would you want to come babysit it for me and then yeah. we can go to the cinema let's do it okay that'll be on the agenda we'll do a review next time what have you been buying well I haven't been buying too much but I have one thing here which is still in this box I've not actually unveiled it we're yet we're going to do a live on, on unveil on uh, un- unboxing it's from Zara so I've got the box here oh is it I, tailoring I bought some tailoring I bought a pale blue suit sharp intake of breath is always a good thing and look at these trousers for <gasps> the buttons oh yeah aren't they great every suit you buy i want to buy the same because i love tailoring can, we, can i just get matching everything i just love a suit and it really reminds me this is the i'll, I'll paint a picture it really reminds me of the alexa chung suit she did for her collection which was what this is more of a duck egg blue but it has quite pale Almost like a cornflower blue. You're better off in that blue, to be honest. That other one looks like a stain attractor. (laughs) (laughs) I keep doing a really kind of, I don't know what the word is, but basically every night I keep dropping food on the same. The same part. Is it the crumbs? Well, they're like splodges because there's a lot of gravy-based dinners at this time of year. Yeah. And (laughs) so I think that basically, in short, I think that is a better blue than a soft. Good with a towel and bib. Borrow one off June. Um, in short, I've not really bought a lot this I'm just, fortnight. Yeah, can you just tell I'm a bit cross? It's still winter. I know. Actually, the jumper you're wearing is stellar. I know, but I didn't want to kind of brag, but I got sent this for free. So, but it's a very nice jumper. It's called Agatha. Oh, it's lovely. It's it's a nice striped jumper. It's got navy, a creamy nude, and a burnt orange stripe, and it is absolutely delicious with a turtleneck as well that's great but yeah hopefully in the next next time we speak um i will have left the house there's just a lot of long johns and vests going on i know it's it's oh i have bought something i tell (gasps) a lie but i can't wear them yet that's why i the floral dungarees have you seen them the great ones yeah i am spring i am ready for you i've got my tan sandals ready floral dungarees they're from is it vintage style me thank you yep I had people around for brunch and I um I wore them because I knew that I wasn't leaving the house. I thought they might think I was a bit pretentious. I'm just waiting for this weather to turn because it's just it's gone bitterly cold, hasn't it? It is nippy, and I had a couple of comments saying I need yeah. to wear socks. My ankles. I turned up at Liv's house before Liv got here, and um, when I opened the door, I did think, "Oh, are you not a bit cold around the ankles?" I know. I need to get better socks. They're tiny um, socks. I mean, my legs need a little bit of shave as well. But that's I shaved mine today. Oh, just oh, so bit dry. Oh. Uh, moving on. Anyway, shall we get on to the hot topic of today? Because today is Galentine's Day. We like to think that it's not just another marketer's dream. I think there's a little bit more going on behind the eyes with Galentine's Day, I'd like to say. Some things are commercial. And 
it was just invent. I didn't even invented it. The Americans, they invent all these things, as my dad says. <laughs> oh, it's just so American. <laughs> Why do old people kind of get a bit up? Oh, sorry, my dad's not that old. They do get a bit grumpy about things like that, don't they? Like Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I like the sentiment behind it. A day to celebrate your friends. What's wrong with that? Yeah, especially the day before Valentine's Day. So you can't really blow anyone out before <laughs> 14th. Exactly. Um, so we thought it'd be a really great time to sit and talk about friendship. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. We decided this topic two weeks ago. Yeah. And I've not really thought about much else. I know. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot to be said about the different friendships. And I've got a few notes because there is so much I want to say. I don't know if we're going to fit it in, especially yeah. after our rambly start. But I think we're going to start at the beginning and then talk about making friends and just all the different types of friends. When I grew up, I can't really remember a lot. In general. <laughs> I actually can't. I have my friend who I've known, one friend who I've known since I was a baby. And she always says to me, can you remember this? No. At secondary school, I had three friends... And we just spent every single day together. We kind of weren't really... In- Have you seen the film Now and Then? No, I haven't. Oh, you would love Now and Then. The soundtrack's amazing. Ooh, when was it's, it set? It's set in the late 60s. And it's about... If I could remember any actresses' names, there's some really cool people in it. Um, but we just used to ride up around on our bike, singing songs from Now and Then, watching Sister Act oh, over and over again. Oh, my goodness. We were just kind of like... As I would probably say to the youth of today, um, who are, you know, growing up too quickly, we were really young and naive up until about 16. And then I moved away when I was 16. That really affected my friendships. Mm-mm. Not affected those. We're still friends now, but we're kind of... Not as not as close. close. But when we get when we get together, it's it's like no time has passed. Um, and then I moved to sixth form when I was 16, so an hour away. And that was really hard to make friends. But thank goodness for alcohol. Yeah, it's scary. Going from, like, school... I think someone said to me that going from school to sick form is a bigger jump than sick form to uni because it's, like, a whole new world. I wouldn't go back. I was going to quote a Catelyn Moran tweet, but I can't remember it. Hmm. Um, but basically, she wouldn't take any money in the world to go back to her 30s or go back to her 20s, and I'd totally be with her. Sixth form was just awkward. So many hormones. Yeah. And just so much insecurity. Yeah. Um, and then I went to uni. I have made friends. I'm quite... I'm not shy. I will talk to people. But I would say that when you're constantly moving, it's quite it's quite hard. And what I, about you? I think as a, I was going to say, following off that, I think there's a lot of pressure, especially now with social media, to have a great group of friends, or a big group. Like the whole kind of squad and your like tribe and stuff. And I think there is that kind of pressure to have a real girl gang around you all the time. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you might have like one best friend or a couple of really close friends. 
and that's perfectly adequate too. Like, I think sometimes quality is so, what well, is so much more important than quantity. I know, I feel quite similar to you. I mean, when I was at secondary school, I met my best friend, Gemma, who is still my best friend now. And there was like, I mean, I moved up to Liverpool for uni for a bit. And there is that period where you don't see each other as much. I think you do have to adapt to that because my three like best friends, I've been best friends with them for years, but I think you you kind of go through not growing pains, but where you've all got your own lives and you have to kind of adapt to that as well. So there's that time where you're all at school and every weekend you can see each other and you can always go out shopping or you can always do something. Yeah, you are always available to each other at exactly. that age, aren't you? And then there's that period in between maybe from like uni to getting a job where you're either working in retail at the weekends or you're doing different things, you're getting boyfriends. And it's that like adapting period where you're like oh they, there's someone else in their life that's not me I found that period really difficult and I don't even know how long that period was but when you go to spending all your time with these people these people <laughs> my friends and then when you get your first job or you have your first house share you realize that your friends have got their own lives mm. whereas when you were younger their lives are your lives yeah. we were talking earlier when one of my best friends who lived just one minute away from me at secondary school. She went to Australia for three weeks and I wrote her a diary every single day of what happened at school. Yeah. Can you imagine me doing that now? I mean, I even, I like I said to you, like I had a list I'd always showed to my best friend whenever I'd been away or a long weekend of like everything that happened <laughs> or everything I thought about, like whether it was a boy that I liked or, I don't know, someone I listened always about to. Boys. Normally boys. <laughs> and I'd be like, look, I'd read, and I still kind of do it now if it's been a long time. I mean, I like to hope, like think that it doesn't get so long that I can't actually remember everything I've got to say. <laughs> Although, I think the older I get, the more likely that's going to happen. It's a tricky one. It's really tricky, and I think it's adapting to that. And some people really manage, and it leads on to the other thing I was saying to you, actually, about holding up a mirror before you hold up a magnifying glass, which is something I actually read on a blog post Lucy Williams wrote. And Liv had to explain this to me. I had to explain it to you, but I think it's such a good analogy. It makes so much sense. It really made a lot of sense to me because there have been times when I've, I think especially being self-employed, that I think you can become quite consumed in what you're doing. And sometimes, I mean, I'm someone that for a long time I'd be like, oh God, I'm so busy and I wouldn't prioritise things properly. And I'd, you know, maybe be a bit flaky or really badly organised and then I'd wonder why I wasn't meeting up with people and perhaps feel a bit lonely. But then I think, well, I'm doing it to other people. So the analogy of that is basically check yourself before you analyse other people's actions. That's so true. And I think with friendships, it's very applicable because I'm especially someone that's like, I don't know, I can feel a bit lonely or I can feel sad that I've not seen friends. But then I'm like, well, I've not texted them to meet up. And why am I leaving it all on to someone else? I used to say this a lot, kind of, I used to be a bit stubborn. I used to say, oh, well, so-and-so's not been in touch. Yeah. And I used to wait until they text me. Like a game, like a relationship. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's probably sat there. I say she. I, most of my friends are girls, which I... Yeah, same. Um, We probably should have got somebody in here who's got lots of friends who are boys. But I used to have when I was younger, but not anymore. Yeah, I think, even at sixth, well, I went from an all-girl secondary school, which I think... I really enjoyed it. I didn't, have to, I didn't wear makeup. I didn't feel any pressure to impress anyone. But equally, I think it kind of sets you off on the foot where when you have a guy friend, it's like, oh, she's got a guy friend. Whereas now, I'm only just in my 20s starting to mix with more guys through my job because obviously 
with what I do. It's very female orientated. That's anyway. the thing. Yeah, I feel I worked in fashion for quite a while. That's quite female orientated. Um, now I have lots of dads who I, I can't believe I say these things. But I'm a mom now. <laughs> You're so adult, so adult. But I think I put a post out on my Facebook group. Um, I have a private Facebook group. I'm, I love Facebook groups. <laughs> And I kind of said, what thoughts do, do people have about friendship? And I feel the overarching theme was people find it really hard to make friends as adults. Some of them were in their 40s, some of them were in their 20s. There was a real age range. I think it's really difficult. I mean, I struggle. And I do think, like I said to you earlier, I said, I think I can be quite a fickle friend sometimes. Because when I do meet new friends, I can be very like... <gasps> Like, not needy. I'm a bit like a little puppy. I'm like, oh, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to be a friend. <laughs> and I think I wear my heart on my sleeve of friendships a lot. I'm like, all or nothing. I'm like, I really want to hang out with you and you'll be a friend. I want to know everything. And then I forget that other people aren't always like that. So I'm a bit like, oh, you, you don't want to hang out with me. I'm not that, like, you want to it's, it's almost friendship dating, isn't it? Friendship dating is the hardest thing. I think it's almost getting to stage where you have dates that's quite difficult. Like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of apps now which make it a lot easier. But, it, again, it's the courage to go on an app and want to find a friend. Yeah, because I kind of feel dating apps... I mean, I've never been on a dating app, so I sit here and say this. But, again, if I was single and I wasn't on first dates looking for a new boyfriend... <laughs> All these, like, plan Bs you have I know, store. sorry, Jack, sorry. <laughs> but I would go on a dating app. But a friendship app, because it's almost kind of your, well, you, you're putting your vulnerability out there. You're saying yeah. that you're, well, you're not necessarily saying you're lonely. But for me, I would be saying that I'm lonely yeah. and I'd like some company and I miss, um, yeah. I think I said to you, three of my closest friends. I have one in Australia, one in New Zealand and one in India. Really rude. <laughs> my three closest friends are, you know, are in far-flung places and technology is brilliant, but it's not the same. Yeah, and trying to get the time zones and FaceTime and especially when You've I... have got a baby as well. I, yeah, I have a baby and, you know, they... It just doesn't always work and, you know, we can, we have catch-ups but they're not necessarily there to for the day-to-day -day kind of Yeah, which stuff. is difficult and I think especially when you move to a new place, it's kind of those... Yeah, adapting to being somewhere new and having to meet new people. I, I was thinking, like, there's so many places I'd love to live, potentially. And you think, well, I don't know anyone Where there. would you like, like to live? I don't, well, I don't know. Like, just different UK cities. There's also mm. great places. I think, oh, that'd be a fun place. I mean, I love living in London. But because I've grown up here my whole life. I'll have this house. Well, swap. <laughs> but even, like, with Margate for a while before we moved in here, I was like, oh, I'd love to come to Margate. But then I was like, I don't really know anyone there apart from you, which would, would not be adequate. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be all things to all people. Yeah, this is it. I can't spread you too thin. But not even that, but it's somewhere going somewhere totally new. How did you find that moving to a new place and how did you adapt? I thought it wasn't going to be as hard as it was. So I've moved from my hometown to where my parents now live. That was an hour. And I remember that being awful. I cried and cried. Because... Mm. Um, they kind of asked me if I wanted to move. They said, do you want to move? And I said, yes. But then, again, we only moved an hour away. And I, I, I made friends eventually. And some of them and I still speak to now. But I remember that being awful. And then I moved from there, which was Lincoln, to Rochester. That's four hours, no, three yeah. hours away. But that was university. And that's kind of everyone's in the same boat. And everyone's... Everyone's very open. Yeah. They've got their lights on, their friendship lights. <laughs> like, what lights are those? <laughs> and then I moved to London. But again, 
I think, again, lots of people were moving to London at the same time, so their friendship lights were on. Whereas when I moved to Margate, I found it really, really hard. And we previously lived in Kent, and it was, again, only about an hour away. One of the reasons Jack worked away, Monday to Friday, so I had to try and think of ways that I could meet people on my own. The, the Women's Institute was amazing. Really? Yeah, I joined the Women's Institute. And Amazing. The one in Margate is run by um, who? Well, who's the president at the moment? Is a girl called Zoe, who I think we're probably the same age. But it was lots of different age groups who were there basically because it was more of a young president. So we got to do really fun things. So that was really good. But I did struggle and I was lonely for quite some time. But I don't think anybody would know that because yeah, I wouldn't say I would never admit that I was lonely. Yeah, I think it's hard to admit when you're lonely. And it's but why is it one of those? Why don't? Why does it have such a taboo? I don't know because not a lot of people speak about it. Because I think maybe it's that social, almost like a social status with the pressure of social media, and the pressure of kind of appearing busy all the time. There's that pressure to feel really popular. Maybe it's because we're in a society that's very dominated by numbers that we kind of feel that transfers into our real life where. We feel like maybe our value is governed by the amount of people that are around us. I don't know. Like, it is strange because lots, and you know, I, I think it's a, a cause that we all need to kind of think about and have close to our hearts. But we think about the, the elderly being lonely, which, as I say, that's totally what is the word that I'm looking Legit for? Legit of it? Yeah. We don't think about people in their mid 20s and 30s being lonely. But it's one of those feelings that I think I try and hide from people yeah it is it's a difficult thing to kind of I think admit as well because I feel Mm. like people think it's a fault of themselves as well yes yeah so if you are lonely well oh that for me I'm quite overbearing probably quite loud maybe I'm a bit annoying look at you nodding (laughs) no I'm letting you talk (laughs) yep 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 so you do start to tell yourself these stories. I mean, what would you say? I think I'd be the same. I'd be like, oh, maybe it's because that I, I come on too strong. But you, yeah, you start analysing yourself and then thinking, oh, it's me that's the problem. And it's so circumstantial. It can be down to so many things. You look like you're going to say something else. I'm going to like... No, I'm just nodding my head off because yeah. I just totally agree with everything But I think you start doing like an internal check where you're like, oh God, I'm, I'm too needy. I'm too this, I'm too that, that people don't need, I want that. And then it's like, it's like dating with someone that's not like going well. And you're like, oh God, it's me, it's me. And I think loneliness is very similar because if you do feel like that, you think you're the root cause of it. Whereas actually, you know, you might be in a job which has a lot of people that you don't have a lot of things in common with. You might be in an area that's quite like very busy and like parts of London are like that. Yeah, very commuter, you know, their lives are... Oh, yeah, a lot of your friends might have moved away and there's so many things, but I think it's so easy to take on yourself if you said I feel lonely I think your instant reaction would be like that's my fault yeah whereas actually I don't think it is at all and it is quite one of those like you say about social media you look around you think well everyone's perfectly happy they've got that friend and they were with that friend and they don't need any more friends but that as I say going back to that post that I put on Facebook the common thread was that lots of people would like more friends yeah. I did joke the other day on Instagram Live that I would set up a, a friendship dating agency. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. I think that would be a really cool thing, especially like, you know, just getting people... I think online, again, it's such an amazing thing because it does bring people that are very like-minded together. Mm. Like, you can form like a community. And I think Betty does that especially well because you get people talking and... I am the glue. You are the glue <laughs> that binds the communities together. But I think things like that really help. But then it's... Again, taking that courage to say, let's meet up, let's go for a drink, let's go for tea, let's 
chat and it does take a lot of courage and I've started doing it more with people that I get along with on social media I'm like hey yeah we should hang out I do I do think there's that thing it's almost not I don't even know if it's like a, not a pride thing you don't kind of want to be like you don't want to be rejected yeah I think it is that and you don't kind of want to go on and be like let's go out and someone be like yeah 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 I'll, yeah, I'll let you know what I think well you know I think friendship dating I know when I, I feel now I've done enough friendship dating so when I moved to Margate, the WI was amazing. And again, it was summer, which is a tricky time because yeah. we live by the beach. Lots of people in Margate have visitors. Mm. So they kind of, they. But because I was at home quite a lot, and actually I had morning sickness at the time because I, I um, was in the early stages of pregnancy. But I just kind of saw on social media people having the most wonderful time because you do get a lot of visitors when you live in a seaside town. But we didn't. And, and I was thinking, oh, is, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. But friendship dating, the key signs, I think you know when you're not going to meet up with somebody. Yeah. But how have you found putting yourself out there a bit more? Have you had positive results, mixed I results? I mean, sometimes I feel like there are people that I you try and try and try with and it never really amounts to anything. And then that's when you kind of go, I can't do, I can't try any harder because I'm either going to look exceptionally needy. And you, do you mean you can't ask them again to Yeah, meet? like sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, let me know when you're free. And then... Be like, what about this date? And then you kind of think, oh god, I've offered too many times. Like maybe they genuinely yeah, don't. Yeah, so want you know the signs, which is fine because everyone's got their own lives and yeah. stuff. And I think, especially when you have got like, for example, I might do that, but I know that I've got best friends that I don't see enough, and that's when I kind of think, just make an effort with the people that are there already. Like it, that's me being a bit fickle sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'll hang out with that person, but I do think again with approaching people, I think that sometimes happens, which I. I think that, again, can be, like... It's that pride thing where you feel a bit rejected because you're like, oh, okay, they've got bigger fish to fry, which obviously is very But like, good for you and putting yourself out there. And I think maybe more of us need to put ourselves out there yeah. a bit more. The more people I speak to, the more they kind of agree. And, you know, some people are too busy and, you know, they don't need any more friends. But I would say quite a lot of us probably... And I, think, I, could, I could go for some more friends. I know, and I think people are really flattered when you speak to them and... You know, if someone said to me, I'd love to go out for, you know, a cup of tea, I'd be like, wow, that's really nice of you. Like, you want to spend your time talking to me? Like, it's, everyone loves that feeling of feeling valued and wanted and wanting to be in someone's company. Because that is the thing about friendships. A good friendship will bring out the best in you, mostly. Yeah, <laughs> when, often. <laughs> when, um, when I'm sat around with uh, certain old friends and we're reciting the Backstreet Boys lyrics not always my best side yeah and I do think every friendship serves a slightly different purpose as well like I've got friends that I might not see for months and months and months and then we pick up where we left off and it's so normal yeah and those friends I think I think I want to say most people have them yeah but there's probably someone in your life who you cannot see for any length of time and uncomfortable in silence as well. I think. Yeah, that's the and then one. yeah, there are friends that you you can carry, like you can pick up where you left off. But then there are friends that almost require a lot more attention. Like I, I mean, I've had friendships in the past that have been quite demanding, almost like relationships where it's you're kind of they want to see you all the time. You, they don't really appreciate you've got other things going on and vice versa. Have you ever kind of had to break up with anybody, friendship-wise, like, like those people or any other kind of I people? I feel like a recurring theme in my life, be it like love relationships or friendship relationships, I always tend to get broken up with. I'm oh, never no. the dumpy because I think... And how have people broken up with you? <laughs> well, I won't go into dating um, times. Oh, no, yeah, friendship. Friendship times. One was over an email, which... Oh, you was... had an official break. 
Well, it was it was a really unique situation. Oh. But it was just like a matter of not being able to get a date in and I think misperceptions and they kind of were like, This isn't gonna work and it was a really interesting thing to happen. But equally Was this recently No, it was a few years ago. Okay. And I was a bit like, That's odd but you know, equally I couldn't commit I I'm not I can't commit but I think what they wanted was perhaps someone to hang out with a lot, like every couple of weeks or every month or something. And I think when you're both, we've both got work and things going on, it's so hard to say, I'll see you on a Friday or I don't know. But Yeah, I find committing to something, maybe this is just me, but I can't commit weekly. Yeah, I just, I need a bit of a heads up. And I think there was just no flexibility in that. When I'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry, I've got this that's come up. It'd be almost, you'd be scared to say to that person, I'm sorry, I can't do it. There was no understanding that there was a lot more going on, but that's fine. And another, I mean, less a breakup, but I think this is almost harder than a breakup when you drift from somebody. Because I read somewhere, actually, someone was talking about friendship breakups, and they said that it's hard when you break up with someone and it's like nothing's happened because you think, how have we not been able to maintain this because we are friends? And I think the difference between a romantic breakup and a friendship one is sometimes they end but nobody ever said we're breaking up now yeah and that's hard especially yeah. when you like it happened with one of my very very close friends like quite a few years ago and we were exceptionally close to the point where I think I think we you know st- stopped hanging out per se maybe when we were like 20 19 20 and there was nothing that happened and we got along so well to the point where I was like when I get married you can be a bridesmaid and not that, that I not, not that I think that you know, marks any importance on She's a She's sat here in her wedding dress right now. Yeah, and I'm like, Charlotte, no, but I don't think there's a, I don't think that puts worth on a friendship at all, but when you're that age, you kind of think, oh yeah, that, that means you're important to me. Eventually, I, you know, we'd be like, oh, let's hang out, and she'd never get back to us, and it eventually just fizzled out, and then maybe, like, last year, she was like, oh, we should hang out again, and it's, it's, that was interesting. How did you how did you feel about that? And I was like, yeah, and kind of a bit mixed because I was like, I really would like to, but I don't like you were the reason that we stopped hanging out. Like, like, uh, do you want to hang out with me? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Explain. I don't get, and that's the thing. And I don't, I don't, I hate confrontation as well. I'm very much like you know, everyone's got their own lives. You know, you can't have all the, the friends. All the, the time. friends that I've probably got the strongest relationship with, I've probably had confrontation with. Yeah. Because we've had to work on an issue to be to remain friends. But I think that's so important, and that makes a friendship so much. It can be. It's how you deal with it that makes a friendship stronger. I think. Yeah, I think if you start attacking somebody. Oh, completely. But if it's, if it's from a constructive, I think angle, that's so important. And I think, um, as I get older, I've re reignited friendships, and a couple I've kind of known, I've kind of gone back because we fizzled fizzled out, and actually. It, that was the right thing. Like we've maybe had a coffee, yeah. um, a coffee. I don't drink coffee. But we've had a tea, a brew. and um, yeah, it, it just wasn't there. That friendship thing. And then there are people who maybe I've lost touch with for various reasons. And actually, especially having a baby, that's quite an interesting one because yeah, I think if I've not spoken to you maybe in the time that I've had the baby, she's only nine months old. Maybe that that, that was a big milestone that's, for that's, me. Yeah. Um, so some people I have reignited friendships with and I was really grateful and I've actually said to them and it's only maybe like 30 year old me that can say this and I've actually said sorry because we never really did any there was no kind of reason for us to fall out but I said you know sorry we've lost touch and I'm and I've said to them I'm really pleased that we've I think that's such an adult thing to do though like 
being able to say, sorry, we've lost touch, or sorry, I've done this thing, or sorry, I've not been a better friend, is recognising that yourself, that, again, is such a big thing to admit, like, I know there have been times with some of my best friends that I know I've been rubbish with texting back and making an effort, and it's sometimes taken someone to say, look, I don't think you're making enough of an effort, Mm. and that hurts, but, my God, is it important. Absolutely. Because then you can look at yourself and be like, you can maybe be upset for a bit, but then you can go, you are totally right, and you're so entitled to say that because I haven't been great, but now I can like use that and make me a better friend and make our relationship better. But things like that, obviously, you kind of get on the defensive. You're like, no, 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 I'm a great friend. I'm a great friend. What are you talking about? And it's so quick. To, like, that's You can either deal with that in that way and then kind of go, well, no, no, you're wrong. I'm a great friend. Or you can go, do you know what? You're right. And yeah. you're entitled to say that because you're one of my best mates. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I think for me, again, as I get older, I want friendships to be really honest. Yeah. So, but I'm, st- I'm still not that great at it. But I'm much better than I was. And yeah, yeah sometimes... It's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want to cause your friend any pressure, but sometimes... But then I... I I've got so many thoughts in my head. Um, I think as you go through your 20s, you, go, you all go through so much that my friends have kind of... I don't know what the analogy would be for this, but a boomerang almost. Yeah. Not as in the app, as in the... Uh, they've kind of come back round. Yeah, because they've had something to deal with. They've had a boy to deal with or a girl to deal with. Yeah. Or they've had... Um, a house or financial situations, jobs, I think, can play a really big yeah. part in how happy somebody is. Oh, massively. And especially when you're on your first or second job, you might be a bit broke and all that kind of... I feel 20s was really up and down for friendships. It was very much... And those that have come come back to me, yeah. like, like the beacon of light that I am, um, or vice versa. The lighthouse of friendship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just think in your 20s, there is so much exterior stuff to deal with that you can't always... Be, be a good friend. I think that's it. And it's the people that kind of make it through that. Mm. And you can have those discussions with and then come out the other side. Even if you've got a smaller group of friends, say, going into your 30s, you can be like, these are the people that are like the ride or die friends, the friends that will be there. Yeah. And no matter what. But I do, yeah, I still think there's room for new ones. Definitely think there's room I for new ones. I didn't. When I was in my early 20s, I thought I've got my gang. I yeah. don't really much. Whereas now, I want to keep making friends until I die. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think you can never have too many friends. No. I think it's nice. I mean, unless you literally cannot see anyone. You've got no time. <laughs> <laughs> You've got hundreds and hundreds. And yeah. I can't met a little bit. Yeah, but I'm available. As I get older, I, I need to have stop saying that as I get older. Like, I'm <laughs> 72. <laughs> Um, but they all bring me, I'm still surprised by people in a good way. Yeah. So I meet new people, especially, you know, new mums and things. And and I think, yeah, they can't can't bring me anything new in my life. I know everything. And yeah. actually that, bring, that person brings you something new to my life. something out of every friendship, yeah. I think. And what else are you, what are you doing to make new friends? Are there any tips that we can offer for so, people? Groups, clubs, hobbies, all those. So I have done everything. I've done calligraphy. I have done pottery. That's a good thing. As I sometimes think when people say, join a club, it can be like, what? Like, like I could have joined the brownies when I was 14 or whatever, but what now? But like, it's looking into your interests, like calligraphy, that's an amazing one. These are all things I tried and hated. Okay. <laughs> Only because I'm not very good at practising. Yeah. I like to be amazing at it from the start, otherwise I'm not like interested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did a pottery course for six weeks. Things that last... For a length of time. Yeah. But I know it's not always easy because those things cost money. But um, I found a pottery course. Joined the Adult Education Centre. Oh. And I went on a lampshade making course. <laughs> 
I mean, I thought you said you tried it. I mean, this is impressive. <laughs> um, what else have I tried? That explains um, all those lampshades in your house. <laughs> I have so many. Um, because I was pregnant and I just, I don't know. I was like, I need to make some friends before this baby gets here. I need to make some lampshades. Where else would, it, would I suggest you make friends? On the internet. I was going to say Instagram is really good. But I don't know if that's... But this because is like, of what we're because of the nature of what we yeah, do. Yeah, but um, I do know people that have have met through Instagram. But I think you should just reach out to people, yeah. take a chance. I think events as well. Like say, there's like a free event, say an in-store event, say one of your favourite brands are hosting a shopping event. I think sometimes going along to things like that can be really great because there'll be lots of similar like-minded people. But then it's still oh, and like book book um mm. readings is yeah like book clubs <laughs> um yeah book readings <laughs> book readings <laughs> um but I'm a, the, I think you've just got to make more of an effort and it is really hard and sometimes you don't want to you're like well I'm lonely I want a friend but I really can't be asked and it's like knowing how to network like, that's another art which if you're not confident it takes balls. Yeah, really hard. I'm, I find I'm not very good at small talk. I'm ter- at events, I feel like, I, in the past, I mean, I'm better now, but in the past I've gone to an event, I remember doing this coding event, which sounded really cool. And See, went, we've done everything between yeah, us. Yeah, and I went along, and there were lots of people chatting, and they might have been talking for about 30 seconds, but I went in, everyone was talking, and I was so close to turning around and leaving, and then one of the girls hosting it was like, hi, like, introduced herself. I was just like, I didn't know anyone, but it was that moment where you know, you're with people, and all you've got to do is say, oh my god, I love your dress, or I love your outfit, and just kind of slip in like that, but it takes confidence. It really, really does. I think maybe our resolution before we see each other next, I'm going to put myself out there and see if I can find a new friend. We'll both bring a new friend to the next recording. <laughs> I'll be like, Let's have a competition and see how many friends we can bring. <laughs> I do like talking to people, um, I don't know if it's a northern thing, but, you know, just at the bus stop and things. But I know that's not quite the done thing in London. Yeah, maybe less in London. But I, I love that about the North. I love the fact people are really friendly. You can go into a shop. This is good, actually. Whenever I'm, at, like, doing little guides in different cities, I'll go into a shop and I'm like, you can start talking to people who work there or the owner. And then suddenly you're like, wow, this is really... And I've made friends from different cities just from, like, chatting. And, you know, if I wanted to take it to the next level, maybe I could send them another message. <laughs> Hang out, go for dinner. That's it. Maybe we need to um, start taking these things to the next level. So if you out there have a, have somebody who you think you might be a good friendship match, I urge you to take it to the next level. Yeah, in a non-creepy, responsible way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should set up a group to go alongside this podcast. Yes, a Facebook group. I'm obsessed with them. Another Facebook group, just so people can get chatting. Yes. And Charlotte's going to do a Facebook group. I can leave you in charge. You can be the admin because I don't know how to do that. I love having admin privileges. Yes, you get admin privilege. But yeah, I think, yeah, that's what we should do. We need to do something positive. We can't just we sit in a, a room. We need a takeaway from this that people, like an action that people can do if they feel lonely or they want to make new friends or they want to get involved with something. Yeah, I think this has gone well. And we'll put them in the show notes. Oh, that's what they're called. Yeah, show notes. Amazing. Any feedback on the quality we don't want to hear because, quite frankly, this is a shoddy production. <laughs> so, cheers. Here's to our first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, yeah, let us know. And if you didn't, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and here's to friendships. May here's they, to friendships. May they blossom and grow. My tea's cold. Mine too. Should we end it there? Hold up. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 